Welcome, it's a podcast. In fact, it's the Speaking of Tangents podcast, a podcast for your ears, season two for ears one and two. My name is Jason, and today's show is brought to you by The Third Chair. The Third Chair, a thrilling new thriller coming to you very soon from the makers of Speaking of Tangents, starring Brad Weiss. Hey, what's up? I'm KJ, and this week we have a very special guest who joins us for the entire show. It's Brad Weiss, the head of the anthropology department at the College of William and Mary. I don't actually think we talked about anything anthropological in nature, though. We did not. Maybe. You'll have to keep listening to find out. Uh, no promises. Then, we give a little slice of Minnesota nice. Up next, we'll do something that I don't remember. So it'll be a surprise to me, just like it will be to you, since I can't remember in order to tell you what it is. It may or may not be enjoyable. And we wrap it all up with feedback. All that, plus several conversational tangents. In a week, we things happen. Yes, they do. And now we'll review. Yes, we will. Those things that happened. The things that happened. It's the speaking of tangents. Week in review. So, what is occurring in this time frame of seven days? We have. We have a guest. We have a special guest sitting in with us right now. Not for really? the whole seven days, but right now. Then that guest is Brad Weiss. Hiya, Brad. How you doing? Good, how are Hi, you? I am what just What is fine. up? What is up? Yes, good. I, that's good. Is that the right answer? <laughs> sure. I, it depends. <laughs> yeah, well, There's not, no right or wrong answer. Not, not bad is up. I guess it not does. bad can be up. It, it does depend. Um, right now, I'm surprised I'm even, I even have a connection and all the cell phone towers are not frozen. <clears throat> Excuse me, because it's 25 below here where I am. Ah. Even colder well than weather. last week. Excellent. So you get to say you're setting a record. Mm, that was earlier in the week. Okay. Well, that counts. Well, what was it then? Minus 30. Ah, it's nothing. Wind chill 50 below. It was not pleasant. Did you go outside in it? Yes. It's invigorating. I had to work, so I did have to go outside. Uh, Schools have been closed all week here. You mean they don't pick you up in a heated garage and then just, like, drop you off and you don't have that option? No, my driver I gave off (laughs) for the week. That was well. There was your that was mistake. nice of you. Not to make him come out mistake. of the cold. Yeah. I mean, yeah, right from the get go, you should have realized like that was you know you picked the wrong week for that. Yeah, these are the type of weeks that you do not give the driver off. No, no. But I I've still been in. Go ahead, bro. No, no, no. I, well, I was just I really wonder whether one can actually tell the difference between like you know thirty degrees below zero and and fifteen degrees below zero. It seems like it's just like at that point, you know, you're just completely numb. Uh, I've been in, I think it was 
minus 37 with like a negative 70 wind chill mm-hmm. and you can tell you can tell the difference i could i, I we, we were talking about this before i i was i i was in chicago on the coldest day in recorded history in chicago and it was it was really really cold but it was cold the, the entire week it wasn't like oh you know when it was 15 below it was just, it was like oh it was balmy no it was all really yeah, really yeah. just cold it was really really cold well your body was getting used to it would be you're right. Thirty. Not really, because I wasn't like hanging around outside just to see, like you know, <laughs> let me do a physiological analysis of how the the effects oh, well, of this weather on my body. <laughs> I'm sure so you would have. Thirty below is is not. You're right. Thirty below is tolerable, but when you add in the wind chill, that's the problem. Oh no. Yes. If it's not blowing yeah. out, it you could probably do do okay. But when that wind blows in your face and freezes your eyeballs and your nose hairs, that's cold. Oh, I remember freezing nose hairs. Yes, that was mm-hmm. that's a good. Those are good times. Yeah. Um, speaking of freezing nose hairs, Emmy the terrier was very cold <clears throat> going outside to do her business. I can imagine. And the reason I bring her up is because we took her to the vet this week, and it was just a normal checkup. But we were out in the lobby. And something really strange happened. So I wondered if this was just me that I thought it was strange or if you, you, you two think that this is strange. It's strange. So we're sitting out in the lobby waiting for them to call her back for the appointment. And one of the assistants noticed that someone, probably a dog, went, urinated on the couch. <laughs> it's pretty bad when you can't tell. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. And so so the assistant went back and said, oh, I'm going to go grab something to clean this up. And in, and in the meantime, while she was gone, a woman came out of the restroom, I think, and sat down right on that spot. And the Hall of Famer said, oh, you might not want to sit there because there is a mess there. And the lady says, oh, oh, that's my dog, so it's okay. My, my dog did that, no. so it's okay. Oh, really? No, that is not okay. And we're like, wait a minute. Is there something I'm missing here? So if your dog, if it's your dog's pee, you can sit in it? What? No. No. No, you're you're definitely not missing that one. <laughs> no, that is not a thing. That is super strange. <laughs> not, Look, okay, not if thank it's your you. child's, not if it's your spouse's, uh-uh. and certainly I'm not if it's your I'm going to say something pets. very unpopular now because I know a lot of people treat their dogs like their kids. Your dogs are not your kids. No. You can think that. It's... When you have a kid, you see the difference, and that's all I'm going to say about that. So I'm not you think sitting she's... in my dog's pee. I'm definitely not sitting in my kid's pee. Well, even. that was my no. next so, question. Yeah. So if no. you think that dogs are not like kids, then do you, no. if, a, if, if your child pees and you sit in no. it, is it no. acceptable? No, it okay. is not okay. No, I, mean, gonna, I was wondering I'm, where you were going. I'm going to go so far as to say, as if it's my pee, I'm not going to go sit in it. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, I do not want to sit in anybody's no. urine. No. Yeah, so I think the only, okay, I, I didn't think she was thinking that this dog was like her child. What mm-hmm. I think was she was so embarrassed that she'd rather, instead of saying anything, she'd sit in it to cover it up <laughs> until she left, and then they'd find it after she's gone, and then she'd never know. They'd never know who did it. That's ridiculous. I'm just saying. I mean, I'm not saying. I'm not saying that's not true, but that's ridiculous that she thought that because what you 
she cannot mind control the dog not to pee on stuff. See, I think this is how you end up with a dog that pees in the vet's office, which is when you yeah. like don't yeah. really care where the uh-huh. dog's being because everybody's that, just going to sit That dog is crying out anyway. for help from that crazy lady. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Please okay, train so that, me. <laughs> so that was strange. Okay, so I wasn't... Uh, the two of us just kind of looked at each other like... <laughs> I, okay, I think we well, can affirm we don't that, yes, that sit in Emmy's pee. What are we missing out on? Maybe we should start sitting in Emmy's pee. We're probably missing out on something. No. Okay. No. No. Okay. Good. So we're on the same page there. Definitely not. Um. Okay. Uh, there's one other thing that happened this week, over here, besides it being freezing cold. Mm-hmm. So the Hall of Famer and I, for some time have been wanting to purge some of our belongings, cut down on the clutter. And, ah. we, find, and we finally started doing that this week. Are you familiar with the, it's a, it's a huge craze right now, Marie Kondo? Yes. Uh-huh. You've been sparking joy all over the place. Sparking joy. So, well, she has a TV show now on Netflix, but long ago, my book club had us read this Sparking oh. Joy book, or whatever it's called. Do you know what we're talking about, Jason? I have no idea what you're talking about in terms of those terms, but I know what you're going to say. Well, <laughs> that's very impressive because yeah, I actually do know what impression. she's talking about and I have no idea what she's going to say. <laughs> so long ago, book club, we, we read this book. The idea, Jason, is that you, 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 so for clothing, for instance, you're supposed to start with clothing. Mm-hmm. You, you hold each piece of clothing in your hand and you, you look at it and you say, does this spark joy for me? If it doesn't spark joy, you throw it out or donate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's decluttering your life, getting rid of stuff yes. that doesn't yes, bring exactly. you happiness and joy. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. so. Yeah, this is a, well, this is old as time, you know, tale as old as time philosophy that this woman has somehow made millions. Of She's by <laughs> yeah. packaging in a new thing for people in the current time frame. Yeah, and she's definitely making a lot of money. Well, anyway, when I first read the mm-hmm. book, I, I, I like some of the concepts. I thought, yeah, this could help because I do want to declutter. Some of the stuff I had yeah, a hard it's time. In, it's based in truth. You know, there, it's based, there's a truth to it of the more stuff you have, the more cluttered your life ha- is. The more, if you have junk laying around your house all the time or if you have too much stuff, it can mm-hmm. get in your space mentally and, and mess with your head. And it can lead to you being, you know, less joyful at times. Yeah. It's, so there's a, there's a core of, you know, truth in there somewhere. Yeah, and so that that premise I'm I'm okay with. I I agree with it. But some yeah. of the stuff in the book with like treating your socks with respect, I found a little bit hard to <laughs> a little yeah. bit hard to, you know, take you did? in. Yes, I did. <laughs> but now well, yeah, um, you must be a I socks just, abuser. I, <laughs> I am a socks abuser. We need to, we need to call the authorities. Well, not anymore. I I treat my socks with respect now because of the way that I fold them. I was folding them wrong. You do not fold them in a ball. What? That's how my socks prefer it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my socks are much happier now. But anyway, so well, we, she didn't know my socks. That's all I'm saying. So we. So now there's a Netflix social. This is a show called. I think it's called Tidying Up. And so yep. now it's really popular. Anyway, we went through the closet and we we did get rid of a lot. And the closet is so organized. It looks great and. It feels so satisfying to get this done. And, you know, well, I don't know where we'll go next, but we feel, both of us feel great. And I'll tell you this, I've never felt so much joy going into a closet before. 
Excellent. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's good. But okay. the problem is it doesn't really tell you what you, the, you know, how to avoid getting in this situation in the first place. There you go. Because no, you, you end up with an empty closet and the first, the first thing you think is like of all the things that you could do to fill it up. <laughs> yes. And, mm-hmm. and you back where you started. Right. Which is really her racket. Right. Because like now, well, I better oh, go sure. read that. Ch- I got to go read that chapter again. It's like a physical therapist that doesn't tell you how to stop <laughs> exactly. getting injured. <laughs> right. Next, what will happen is she will have a line of homeware and clothes. She'll be like Martha Stewart or um, what's her face that does it at Target. Um, it might be Martha Stewart. It's Martha Stewart. No, no, yeah. she's at, she's at Macy's. She's not Target. But anyway, yeah, it's, it's one. Of, it's and it's some other person like that that has a uh, Target line that it, they're. Mm-hmm. It's she's going to end up selling you. She's making the cartoons to sell you the toys. This is Transformers and GI Joe from the eighties for kids. This is what she's doing. She's got this show and all this stuff going on. She tells you how to get rid of all your stuff, uh-huh. and, then she, and then you realize, oh, I actually have to have something. I have to have clothes to wear at some point, and so. You go, oh, you know, she has some good ideas about that. Let me go look at her stuff. Let me buy all this. It's a racket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it feels good. So I'm not giving her any money, so I don't... She can be a racketeer all she wants, but she's not mm-hmm. getting money from me. She already Would made it say... up front by getting the Netflix contract, and you watch the Netflix show. Like, it's like done deal. Well, yeah, but I don't um, pay her for that. No, you just pay for Netflix. Yeah. But that doesn't mean I would need to watch the show. No, you don't. Yeah, but your money She's is going getting to her, money, yeah. You know, some but, portion yes, of it, yeah. yeah. It's true. Yeah, yeah. uh-huh. Yep. So you support this is what you're saying. Well, I get, if you're telling yeah. me that I support all the types of stuff that are on Netflix, then no. I guess I'll have to <laughs> cancel my Netflix subscription. Yeah, and everything else that we do. Yeah. Oh, well, you do support all the stuff that's on Netflix. It doesn't mean that you watch all the stuff that's on Netflix, mm-hmm. but if, you're, if you have a Netflix it, subscription, or, you know. you're actually are supporting everything that's on Netflix. It Financially, would, at least, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and are. I'll just say this: um, you're not approving it, but you're you're supporting it. Yeah. Uh, if you um, wear socks on your feet, you're pretty much disrespecting them to begin with. That's what I think. Yeah. yeah well, but, I thought we would well establish that you really don't like it when people take their socks off. So I'm, I'm there. Not, you I, there you, you can't go. Have yeah. it both ways. <laughs> yeah. No. No. I'm saying. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's kind of like saying. You know, someone who has a job that, you know, a lot of people wouldn't want to do, like crawl into our house to, you know, clean out sewage or whatever like that, which is not not I mean, I've done that job. It's not something that a lot of people would say, yeah, I really want to jump into that. I wish I could do that for my career because it is a it's a dirty job, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like saying, you know, I'm going it's the socks have a very low um, yes. clothing level in terms of where they are. I mean. It's important that, that we have socks and that they, they do an important job and it's, it, it has its role, but the, you wouldn't consider it like a fancy role. It's covering the foot, so it's not a... Well, it depends like how you fold them. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, and it also depends on where you live because my smart wool socks have a very fancy role in my life right now mm. in, in the temperatures that we're dealing with. Well, it's more practicality is what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So, that's, so that, I mean, how, that, how much can you really disrespect a sock? Uh, that's what i thought when i read the book yeah and so i didn't i never um i finished the book but i i was not able to go to that book club i don't know what they talked about Mm. um i didn't buy in completely till whatever four years later and still haven't bought in completely however i'm bought into the idea i'm not necessarily bought into everything that she espouses with her method 
So I oh, recommend no. that if you feel, you know, like you need to declutter, you should do it, whether you take on this method or not. You'll feel oh, so I can, much joy. I, can conf- I mean, the last time we moved, the most uh, completely enjoyable aspect of moving was, was throwing everything away. That was just fantastic. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Nothing better I than that. I want to move so I can just give all my stuff away. Yeah. Yes. You buy the house, you get everything in it. <laughs> if there's a kid left behind that waits too long to pack their stuff up and get in, get out, you get the, you get him or her too. That's right. It's the penalty. But you yes. don't have to wait till you move. You no. can do it now. Exactly. Yeah. I I think the more stuff you can get rid of that you don't need, and the more stuff you realize you don't actually need that maybe now you think you need, the better. Yeah. Um. I I am okay with that. I agree with that. You do yeah, need some incentive. I mean, it's there. It, there yeah. isn't a lot of. In, I mean, I realize that there's a satisfaction that comes from an empty room or a tidy closet, but it, that doesn't sound like the most exciting thing in the world for given the amount of effort you're going to have to make to go through everything and spend an afternoon. Yeah, like that's all I've got for to show for it is a a nice empty closet. The the, the process is no fun. Yeah, there you go. But the end result is worth it for me. It's kind of like running. Kind of like going for a run. Uh-huh. I hate running, but I feel good when I'm done. Or doing a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a good spot to end this segment. <laughs> Before you hit the button, please do think twice. Try a slice of Minnesota. Nice. Okay, so yes, this is Minnesota nice, but I'm wondering, you. I, I'm going to rely on you two gentlemen, just like the peeing on the couch. To tell me if this what? is Minnesota nice, if this is strange, if this is whatever this is. I'm going to tell you a little story. And both of you know about... Uh, what's that? Nothing. Continue, please. So both of you know about this because I sent you a text last Friday. Um, mm-hmm. And actually, Jason, I included Jason's wife and I didn't mean to. And Jason's wife response was, ew, why? So <laughs> I didn't will, need to include me either. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I'm thinking the same thing with maybe Brad felt the same way. Um, oh, no, I was deeply intrigued. Okay. Well, there we go. Uh, one for <laughs> I one told for, you an even weirder story, but that's okay. Yeah. One for three is not bad. So, but I do apologize to Jason's wife because I didn't mean to put her on that thread. <laughs> she was like, what? What is this? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Well, I did say gross alert. So at least. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah, she gets really freaked out about gross stuff. Like, yeah. Not really freaked out, but she's like, nope, uh-uh. Like, well, she won't watch Breaking Bad because I told her about a couple of scenes. Yes, um, which is why I'm apologizing if, right now because I didn't know whether or not <laughs> she did like or not like that kind of stuff. But I felt like Jason and Brad were okay with it. I don't know why. <laughs> no, I am not. <laughs> I'm, it doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. I don't go looking. Like, I told you one reason I don't like watching... NFL anymore is oh sure but the chance oh, yeah. of a bro- but I don't like, think you know, of this scenario as being Alex the Smith. same thing but yeah oh no but it's still anything that's like gross okay body yeah uh mm-hmm. I don't I I no yeah okay well um again I figured you didn't approve because I didn't receive any response from you at least Jason's <laughs> wife said you okay. <laughs> So, and I just, of course, tried to top the story, so that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so now we'll, I'll explain all this. Okay, so the Hall of Famer had surgery last Friday. Minor surgery, not related to her knee at all. Simple outpatient, 
it was a simple outpatient procedure, and she didn't have to put up, be put under for anesthesia or anything. And and I got to sit and observe this surgery. I've never, mm. I've never seen that. I've never been. I was very. I was not expecting that. Have you ever been able to sit in on something? Like a little surgery. So what they did was they extracted a <laughs> a lump. Do you really from want to really answer that question? <laughs> yes. Have well, you probably have because <laughs> yes, of your dad. I, yes, I have. But I, I mean, have in spent a, many afternoons watching quite yes. complicated surgery. Yep. Yes. So which is one of the reasons that I figured you wouldn't mind the no. gross text that I sent you. Yep. But so anyway, the, I got to sit in. I wasn't expecting this. So she was having a lump removed from her armpit. Anyway, which mm-hmm. is what the the text was that I sent you to mm-hmm. was the picture of the lump that was, was this removed. Was in, in like just a regular doctor's office like? Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, mm-hmm. Examination room? Uh, well, it was a little bigger. It was, a, uh, it was I think, considered an operating room, but not. Mm-hmm. It was within a clinic. It was a like clinic, a yeah. clinic. It was a yeah. clinical room. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, I've, I've been able to sit in rooms like that before when other people are having surgeries. I'm, I mean, like when I had staples put in my head a few years ago, the, I mean, whoever was with me could have been sitting in there because it was at the emergency room. Like, um, I was thinking at first you were like, you know, in the theater where you're up around the, the you're yeah, up in the balcony, like right. Kramer eating. And I wasn't junior eating mints. junior mints either. Okay. Right. All right. But they, right. Um, so I they had to, I was in the corner and I couldn't see a whole lot because they had raised her way up, her bed way up. So, which was mm-hmm. fine. I didn't necessarily need to see everything, but it was kind of cool to be in there. So anyway, as the doctor's mm-hmm. setting up, and his assisting nurse was getting everything prepped, getting all the materials. And he asked her, you know, do you think you're going to be okay with, with this? Because, and at that point, we both knew that she wasn't skilled. She wasn't, this was new to her. She was not the normal assistant for him. Uh, and That's not, that's I not know. a good feeling right there. So then she said, yeah, I think I'll be okay. <laughs> And then there was a silence wow. for about There's a minute. There's a whole line of commercials out of that. That's exactly I would have been, right. I am not okay. I don't Yeah, I personally am not okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so the Hall of Famer and I then look at each other, and because we know exactly what we're both thinking, and we're smirking, <laughs> and we're thinking of the commercial that Brad just sure. referenced. Guess who just got reinstated? <laughs> and have you seen this I don't commercial? Know that. What is that one? Jason, uh, AT&T? Oh, it's so good. And there's a, several of them, but this one's my favorite, where um, basically there's a guy getting ready to go into surgery, and the wife is by his bedside, bedside and she says, so ha- do you, have you worked with Dr. Francis before? And she said, yeah, he's okay. And they're like, <laughs> okay. Yeah, and then Fran- Dr. Francis walks in and says, he's yelling down the hall at somebody, and he's got his surgical scrubs on, and he says, guess who just got reinstated? Yeah, and he said, not well, not officially. Are you nervous? Mm-hmm. And then he, he's like, yeah. He's like, yeah, me too. We'll figure it out. See you in there. It's just a great yeah. commercial. So, and then they Is keep- that supposed to uh, illustrate AT&T's customer service? Because yeah. that's yeah. what I would say it does. It's supposed it's to, but actually it's not, supposed to, yeah, it's supposed illustrate to the opposite, the opposite yeah. but that's, yes, that is the premise. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 I didn't like, take that from that. Okay from my is not okay. <laughs> no. So they keep, you know, the, the, the nurse assistant keeps grabbing some stuff and he asks for a certain piece of equipment. And she said, well, which one is that? Sorry, I'm not, I'm not familiar with all the tools. Wow. So another minute or two goes by and finally 
she says the the doctor is saying nothing. He's just telling her which tools. He's very polite and very nice and very quiet. And she finally says, "Um, do you would you prefer that I page so and so his whoever his regular nurse was?" And he's like, "Yeah, why don't you do that?" And so the point is of all this is that that is Minnesota nice right there for you. That doctor wasn't going to say anything. Right. He didn't want to make his nurse feel bad. Even though the patient and me were both sitting in there like, um, hello, let's get somebody in here who knows what they're doing. <laughs> well, and apparently the nurse felt kind of bad about it too. The nurse, there. thank goodness for the nurse, because I don't know if the Hall of Famer was going to say anything. Well, I look at it this way. The doctor wasn't thinking of the nurse. He was thinking of the doctor's office and or hospital system and or him being sued by you mm-hmm. and the Hall of Famer. He was more protecting that because I imagine if you guys hadn't been in there and the nurse would have approached him and said that, he'd have been like, you don't know what you're doing? What are you, what are you talking about? Get out of here. It's uh, he might not have, necessarily, yeah. but... Oh, I think, if was, it, I think if you hadn't been there and, and, and the Hall of Famer had been under anesthesia or something like that, he probably just said, oh, don't worry about it, and I'll, I'll, I'll walk you through it. It's fine. That, yeah, that's but, probably yeah, right that's too. True. Because, but then that opens up all, if right. something you know happens. But she probably know, felt nervous because you were there and could be, and you were observing maybe. what was going on. And so, yeah, maybe mm-hmm. the, it could and be. She the might have felt nervous. When she might have felt nervous because he wasn't responding to her. He was just like, okay, and she probably could tell that he was wanting a different nurse, but wasn't saying he wanted a different nurse. Right. Yeah, he would never say that in front of you guys. I think. No. Well, I would hope he would because <laughs> he should. Yeah, people are too afraid of being sued, though. Well, we, yeah. So if he's afraid of being sued, he should say no. Let's get the let's get my regular nurse in here. But it's 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 what we've talked about before, where I can tell when doctors are guessing or don't one hundred percent know, and I wish they would just come out and say, "Look, we're going to figure this out, or we're going to try to, we're going to do our best, but we don't know right now." And I finally found a doctor that does that. And so that's the doctor I keep going back to because she, she is honest with me. And she's, you know, I feel like she's good at her mm-hmm. job too, but she's honest or upfront. I would rather have that. But it's, we're at this stage of culture and society where you really can't do that in most professions. You have to put on this front of we all know what we're doing. We don't have any problems because the first hint that somebody gets of, oh, they don't know what they're doing often and something goes wrong, it's mm-hmm. lawyers get involved. It's yeah. so, it, it tends to lean that way. I mean, obviously not everybody's like that. It's the small percentage of, of people in our population that are like that, that ruin it for everybody else, just like everything else. Mm-hmm. Well, it's also a little, know. it's a little bit different when you're right in the middle of the procedure too. It's one thing to say like, <laughs> yeah. like oh, hey, well, there's a lot of options and we don't really know exactly what we're going to find, but we'll, we'll try this and we'll see what happens. But it's another thing <laughs> like, well, I've got the incision made, and uh, <laughs> I've cut you open. Exactly, I'm not like, sure what to do. Uh, ma'am, maybe not such a good idea. Uh, well, thankfully, he, thankfully, she asked him before the actual procedure yes. started. Oh, okay, yeah. Because what, what you don't want is the doctor cutting it open and the nurse going, whoa, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> so so I, have, but, I have a version of the story that's much less uh, invasive and... and uh, Critical, but I went the last time I went to the dentist, which was not like a couple of weeks ago. Um, they were really backed up. They had a lot, you know. They were just super, super busy for whatever reason. It was right at the New Year's, and um, and so there was a hygienist in training who said, "I am going to polish your teeth before we get started while I'm waiting for the actual hygienist." So I was oh, like, no. "That's fine." 
I have never had anyone take so long brushing my teeth. It is like every time she needed to brush a single tooth, she had to go back for more polish. She And she was like, wait wait a minute, I think I should go this way. Do I go from the top or from the bottom? And so, and like my jaw was getting numb as she was holding my mouth open. And so I think the Minnesota nice there was me not saying like, we just, just back off. I'll just wait until somebody oh, yeah. else does I, I definitely would have said, uh, no, I'm good. I'll wait for the hygienist. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, it was, I, don't, I don't want you practicing it, on me. You know, you don't know it's going to take 45 minutes when she, when she gets started. Right. And then like, what am I going to do? Like leave three quarters of my mouth unpolished at that point. So I was like, you know, she's got to learn how to do it. So I guess it, it wasn't the end of the world, but it was definitely, I thought this is, this is, <laughs> like I think yeah, I bad. could have done it to myself a little bit faster than she did. Well, yeah. the the worst part about that's what it sounds like is that gritty toothpaste that they use. Yeah, the polish. I hate when they use too much of that and it gets yeah. all stuck in your mouth. Oh yeah, it's, it's awful. Fun. It was. And fun. then they stick the floss in your mouth and they make all your gums bleed because have you ever had someone that takes the floss so hard in between each of your teeth that like your whole mouth shakes as they move your teeth, move your teeth, move the floss through your teeth. They have to do me? that with mine because mine are so tight spaced together. Oh, it hurts. That, that's the one where I told you this woman who was like four foot nine is standing yeah. on top of my chest almost. Her <laughs> knees are, both her knees are my chest trying to push the floss in and pull it out of my teeth. <laughs> that's because mine are always like that. So that's when they gave me the, they usually use the metal blade thing. On yeah, mine. yeah. Oh, I like the me. water pick. I like when they say, okay, we're just going to go to the, uh, not the water pick, but you know what I mean? The um, Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, go, great. That'll be much faster. Go for it. Yeah, that's what they recommended. Mm -hmm. They actually recommended I get that at home instead of the floss. She said, I'll hook Mm -hmm. you up with a, you know, like basically a dentist powered one, Mm -hmm. like more than the the regular ones you can get. And she goes, I'll help you connect, you know, with the reseller and stuff like that. And I'm like, I'll just, it's because I don't have any problem. I'm used to it now. I found, I finally found floss that uh, doesn't break all the time. So I can, Mm -hmm. you know, really just push it in there. But um, now, of course, you've seen this about the floss with the fluorine in it higher than they expected, and it's supposedly linked to cancer. And no, everything. I haven't. Oh, yeah. You need to look that up. That was a couple weeks ago. There's a story. But it listed like five types of dental floss, and, of course, the one I use is on there. Oh, I don't want to look at it then. It's basically saying, we're not sure because these people could have been exposed to fluorine from a different source. And it just co- happened to coincide, you know, Venn diagram with the, with the floss that they're using. But these, but they went out and researched and pulled floss and said these flosses have a higher concentration of fluorine than the EPA, or not the EPA, the FDA recommends. Mm. I was going to tell you what the best floss is, but now I'm afraid because that is probably one of those. Oh, what is it? The the Glide stuff. Huh. Uh, that was that was there was some form as Oral B, right? I think it's Oral B. The the yeah, the smooth the floss, list. not the the yeah. floss mm-hmm. that gets stuck in your teeth and breaks. No, you yeah, mean the stuff way... that looks a little bit more like tape, kind of, yes. kind of a little like a fettuccine noodle, sort of wider, flatter. Yeah, yeah. it's the mm-hmm. best that's floss. That's way too thick for my teeth. I can't use it. Oh, I, I like it. that. No, I like that stuff. Yeah, it's it's softer. Yeah, there's there was five that they listed. There was one that was one of them. Oh no! But of course, every floss <laughs> I'd ever heard of was on that list. So okay, all right. <laughs> I mean, something's gonna kill you eventually, anyway. <laughs> 
I have to say dental floss. This is just like stimulating podcasting. I, mean, I was going to say, it's the just best exactly dental floss. Like it's either have you exactly ever listened to what we talk about? This is what we do. <laughs> or I have just crashed the show completely, but I, it's probably something in between. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that might be a good place to end this Minnesota nice segment. I'll just say that I have been in the room for not surgery on my loved ones, but um, being in the room when two babies were born. Ah, is oh, an uh-huh. experience. Yeah, sure. Itself. Did that too. Been there, done that. Yeah. <laughs> I will say. Um, Go ahead. It's it's awesome and terrifying at the same, at the same time. time. I will save the pic. I will not tweet out the picture of the Hall of Famers. What the the text? Oh, that you I gotta sent you. you gotta do that. That yeah. I mean, you can give a. I don't know. You can well. Yeah, if you someone wants can. to. See it. You can put the, the sensitive it. warning on there that like blocks it. If someone wants to see it, contact me privately and I'll send it to you. That seems reasonable. Yeah, DMs. Yeah. DMs only. Okay. Well, see, here's here's my thing. I'm not into armpits anyway. Yeah, but when I sent it, I didn't tell you where it came from. I don't think. No, but Jason's wife did. Yeah, but because she opened it up and looked at it, I was recording or doing something, so I hadn't even had my phone with me. My phone was like in the other room, and she was driving home from work, and she's like. What is this? Hopefully she was at a stoplight. Uh, I think she would, she'd already gotten home, but uh-huh. she was on her way home is what I'm saying when you sent that. So uh. she saw it before I did. And just, so she told me and I was like, nope, <laughs> nope, I'm oh, good. good. So you haven't seen it at all? Or did you? Oh, no. Oh, well, that's kind of looking at. I'm not looking at pictures. <laughs> Thank uh, you, so be, it, so be it, but I am not looking at pictures of yes. anything taken out of anybody's body. Well, again, for the fourth time, I apologize to Jason's wife, who was not, I did not intend to be on that text chain. That's a very impressive color. That's the other thing. It's like you don't yes. expect oh, something to be extracted yes. from somebody's body that's like See, that. This, this is starting now to remind really me of... Vibrant. It, I mean, it's not in the same league, vibrant. but I'm saying... <laughs> it was. It had a nice hue and saturation. Yes. But the, the, it, it, this, this is like going down the road of... Um, you know, like on if you have an iPhone, you have the you know top stories. You know, it'll just pull up you know whatever news stories, mm-hmm. just random stuff. And so every now and then, a few times a year, it'll be like this guy in India had a forty-five pound tumor removed from his face or whatever yeah. you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And it's got the picture, and I'm like, look, I am cool for you putting the headline on there. Mm-hmm. Make me have to click, or makes I'm not clicking it. Make someone who wants to see the picture have to click the link. Don't put the picture next to it. Well, I put That's gross stuff, alert. Like, no. At least I put gross alert. Yes. Oh, totally. That's what I'm saying. You did it right by, well. <laughs> I kind of did it right. You at least warned us. <laughs> yes. And it warned, it, it, it's, it, you know, it, it worked for me because I didn't look at it. Uh-huh. So, well, I'm in the, you know, being in the medical field and, and I've seen quite a few orthopedic surgeries, total knees and stuff. Mm-hmm. So to me, it doesn't, that stuff doesn't phase me, but I yeah. don't think that it might phase others. <laughs> Oh, it, yeah. Some people are like, I mean, people have different things. I am, I'll be honest with you. If you said this was taken out of her knee or her face or something different, I'd have been like, yeah, no problem. Oh, that's interesting. It's something about, it's huh. something like if st- stuff like we talked about this before, you know, feet are practical. <laughs> I was going to say, what if it came from under um, her sock? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our bits are practical. That's exactly where I'm going. Something cut off of someone's foot or inside someone's foot or like out of their armpit. It doesn't matter who it is. It's not. It's nothing against any particular person. It's just that's not my realm of something I want to see. That's Does that make sense? To me, hmm. if it came out of, it doesn't matter where it came out of. It's still just as gross. Uh-huh. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's 
that's a, uh, I don't know. That's maybe, maybe I'm weird about that. It maybe. maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I also have the thing where I don't mind watching. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, you could say that about anything with me. I don't mind seeing blood. Mm-hmm. Like people bleeding doesn't bother me. My own self bleeding, mm-hmm. you know, running my face doesn't bother me. That kind of stuff. Except for there's a handful of people in my life and it's my family. When I see them bleed, it makes me want to pass out. That's it's very pain. strange. It's it's almost like yeah, it's and it's it's not the sight of the blood that grosses me out. It's the person but bleeding. It's like it's something about it's that person I'm seeing bleeding mm. that makes me go oh, and it like makes me get dizzy, and it it hits me it hit me by surprise the very first time, and now I know not to look. Like Jason's wife was getting blood drawn at a doctor's visit or just a regular checkup, and I just happened to be there, so I was sitting in there. And we were just sitting there talking, and they all of a sudden started drawing blood, and it like kind of ran in our arm, and I went, whoa, I have to sit down. And it was like so weird. So it's like, and I've seen that happen, same thing with my kids. My son got hit in the head with a metal like little candle holder at one point when he was a baby, and blood like shot out of the top of his Ooh. head. I mean, it's just one of these things where Ooh. it was like, it didn't even have to get any stitches, but you know, you get a nick on your scalp yeah. or yes. your you know, forehead, and it's like, psh, fountain of, it's like bleeds faster. Uh, and so that happened, and it like... I almost couldn't like help him. I almost had to like go like bend over and like lean up against the wall. But you know, I was like, I have to help him. I'm the only adult here. He's yeah. gonna bleed today. Right. He's like two years old. So that kind of stuff. Like I could cut my arm or my hand or my finger and be like, oh, there's blood running down my arm. I guess I should you know get to that at some point. And like, no offense, but you know, most people I know, my friends, you guys, you know, if you're bleeding, you know, from your head or your arm or something, they'd be like, oh, let's help. If it's Jason's wife or one of my kids, it's very strange. You're on your own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, yeah. I hope you can stop that from bleeding in the next 30 seconds because I have to take, a, I have to go get some mm-hmm. air and I'll come back and help you. <laughs> Excellent. So, yes, I'm weird. Well, I think that's something to do with sympathy, empathy. Um, yeah, I think so. Well, for anybody but Jason, I'd believe that. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't have that, I don't have that I don't, gene in me. I'm just not persuaded. But yeah, yeah that makes some sense. Yeah, and with that comment, I do think that a Minnesota nice could be done. That was not very Minnesota nice, I have to admit. Even I have to admit, it was more. It was more like Virginia nice. There you go. <laughs> this is a song of words about a quiz that I'm singing. That should end what this segment is. Okay, I'll tell you, it's a quiz. What do Well, yes, we do have a quiz. And actually, this is Quizlet number four. So we're going out of order. This is Bob Walsh's quiz. We're going out of order because this is a Quizlet for KJ. So You're out of order. I'm out of order. And the first sentence in this quiz email says, this quiz is not necessarily recommended for the podcast. So... We thought we'd put it on the podcast. You know you gotta do it. Oh, no. (laughs) In a recent episode, Jason suggested... Not suitable for work. In a recent episode, Jason suggested creating a quiz for KJ about English cars, a subject about which I know absolutely nothing. I've done research, but having no frame of reference, I honestly don't know if this will be ridiculously easy or excruciatingly hard. Wait a minute. Did did he say I suggested this? He He did. did. Yeah. I did? I yes. think I suggested that perhaps the only way I might beat you is, first of all, it was a bird quiz, and I don't think I beat you. Second would be an English cars. 
and maybe, you know, injuries to the human body. Oh, this was a long time ago. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I remember this. Yeah. Bodily injuries, yeah, blood. Yeah. So, <laughs> right. I'm going You would definitely make me bleed my own blood if we had a blood or body body horror quiz because <laughs> I'm not even paying attention. I'm just going nah, 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 nah. Mm. So, this is a I'll read you the format. It it's basically multiple choice. Maybe okay. not. Let me see. The format yep. is the one used for the guy slash that guy slash that gal. Oh, we haven't done that quiz yet. Never mind. Um, <laughs> so here, okay. I'll just take I'm, that I'm part on board. Out. Let's go. Just start reading questions. <laughs> no, I'm not taking that part yeah, so out. When you, when you get to the end of the quiz, it says, but before you do this quiz. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm not. I, I love it when the instructions start <laughs> with something that we haven't done before. Exactly. Well, again, that was. That's what I did. I'm out of order. Okay. Mm. You are This whole podcast is out of order. <laughs> you are provided with three clues about a UK car manufacturer and have to choose the correct manufacturer from the three choices provided. So multiple choice. Number one. Are we ready? No, no. we are not ready. <laughs> We're we are never going to be anyway. ready, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Which UK auto manufacturer has operated independently since 1913? holds a royal warrant as a purveyor of motor cars to the Prince of Wales, and had a 1963 model driven by James Bond, Gold, James Bond and Goldfinger, 1964. I know this I one. Know this one. The, I, I mean, the, the final know this one. phrase is a giveaway. But anyway. Yeah. The final phrase James is Bond. a giveaway. So the choices yes. are A, Land Rover, B, Alvis, C, Aston Martin. I've never heard of B. I was going to say Alvis. I don't think I've heard of B. No. Did he mean Alice, <laughs> like Alice Chalmers? That's what I'm going to go with him in tractors. <laughs> okay. So the answer we, we think and we know this one is C, Aston Martin. C, Aston Martin. Yes. Yep. Okay. And I will say the only reason I knew that was because of James Bond. Uh, right. That was the only reason I did too. Right. And I'm an English car expert. Yeah, I might so have, the, the, the Prince have? of Wales things is a bit of a giveaway too. That's a, because that's a, mm-hmm. the Land Rover is not going to be. Prince of Wales kind of car, well, and Elvis is, I think, is something Bob just made up. I don't know that Land Rover yeah. is an English car. Oh, yeah, definitely an English yes, car. Yes, it is. Absolutely, yes. English car. Says the two non-English car experts to the English car experts. Didn't you see that Prince Phillips was just, Prince right. Philip was That's just right. found, yeah. uh, you know, having, you know, crashing his Land Rover, and then, then was out driving again the next night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay, number two. So we're one for one. Which UK yep. auto manufacturer has been a subsidiary of Volkswagen since 1988, has a winged bee logo, and had a 1999 model appear in the Thomas Crown Affair in 1999. I know this one. Yep. Yep, me too. A, Binghamton, B, Bentley, <laughs> C, Bristol. Yes, it's the Bailey car, I think is exactly what the Binghamton Bailey. Wait a minute. They all have movies. I know those are, I know those are cities, but also this is not... those. Those other two are not, they're not actual anything. cars, are they? I, no, they're not. They are actual bees. Words yes. beginning with B, so the winged yes. bee would work. But yes, And he, so far, two for two, he's included a movie in these right. questions. Oh, I should probably look at this then. Do, do, we, we, do we want to actually say that the answer is Bentley? Yeah, the answer yeah, the is answer. Bentley. <laughs> the answer is B. Yes, yes. B for Bentley. Okay, number three, which UK auto manufacturer is currently owned by Tata Motors, started in 1922 as the Swallow Sidecar Company, 
and had a 1980 model driven by Kate Beckinsale in Underworld, 2003. A. Rolls-Royce B. British Leyland C. Jaguar Hmm. I okay. did not see that movie. Underworld, that was what I'm I was unfamiliar with. No, I definitely did not see that movie. Uh-uh. Okay, so I've never heard That's of Tata Motors. She's a vampire, right? I never have either. That's what threw me off. I, I got lost in the question. And the Swallow <laughs> Sidecar Company. That sounds like a motorcycle thing. Yeah. Yes. Um, Rolls-Royce and Jaguar. British Leyland is out. I've eliminated British Leyland or Leland. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I don't think it's is. British Leyland, but I think British Leyland is a larger corporation of some. But I don't. I don't think it's a car manufacturer. I may be wrong. And I'm not sure Jaguar started as early as 1922. Jaguar. But um, was that was that in the question? 1922. Uh, it started. Yes, the yes, company started, started in 1922. As, the the Swallow Sidecar. But company. that doesn't mean that they couldn't later then, you know, change right. their. They obviously changed their company. So okay, I'm going. Right. I'm going Jaguar because I can hear and picture Kate Beckinsale saying that word in a commercial. Yeah. For some reason. Has she done commercials for them? As a like tie-in, I like don't sort know. of crisscross to the movie. You're not going to have a Rolls Royce in a movie called Underworld. No, that so. just doesn't work. But a Jaguar, that the and a, and a and a sidecar makes me think of something more sporting. And a Jaguar yes. is definitely the sports model of all these. So there that's I'm going with Jaguar too. Yes. Yep. Which, I, that was that C. No, or I'm sure B, we're all completely know. wrong. But I think C. it is Jaguar. If I had to choose between Jaguar and Rolls Royce, yeah. Mm-hmm. Although Rolls Royce Royces did have mother-in-law bucket seats, so sidecar, you know. Maybe, mm. but I'm still gonna go. Buckets. I'm still gonna go with Jaguar. Is that like the ejection seat in the James Bond movie? It's the one in the back that folds open. Oh, I thought it was the one that just shoots her out of the car when you yeah. get tired of hearing her. Maybe that's what they wanted to do, but they ran into snags. Mm. Okay, number four. Which UK auto manufacturer has used wood in the construction of its auto's chassis and body shell? Has the only car to appear in the shop window at Harrods? And uh, had a 1962 mm. model outraced by Fred Gwynn in Munster Go Home, 1966. A, what? I've never seen Munster Go Home. I don't know what home. any of these words mean. <laughs> a. Morgan. B. Arthur. C. Cooper. Okay, so yeah. I don't think Arthur is an actual car. Morgan definitely is. Cooper yeah, definitely Morgan is. Morgan and Cooper are, yeah. I'm going Cooper because I, I've never heard of those other two. Arthur Morgan sounds like he's trying to play a joke, and that's a guy's name. Well, my dad has owned both a Morgan and a Cooper. Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm and going a with Jaguar, Morgan, actually. And I don't and know why Bentley. I'm going with Morgan. Really? I don't you think are the we've English ever. Wow. I don't think we've ever owned a Rolls Royce, but we have had a Bentley, a Jaguar, a Morgan, and a Cooper. And because of the, the final part, outraced the Mini Cooper or the Cooper Coopers, Coopers won many outrace. races in the day, back in the day. Yeah. I'm going to go with Cooper. But yep. wood wood in the construction of the chassis and body? I don't know about that. I, I'm going with more. I'm going to say You know Morgan. what? Morgan's Mor- did Morgan. have wood. Yeah. I'm, I'm going with Morgan because it's more of that style of car. But you're in a shop window, and Coopers were small. 
Could a Morgan fit in the shop window? It depends on how big the oh, shop Her- was. Oh, Harrods is a big. Is Harrods a, was a big place. Big old yeah. store, really. You know, monstrous, famous for its. Yeah, you know what? You know, I don't think Cooper's. Place. I. Cooper's may have had some wood at some point, but Morgan's mm-hmm. definitely did. Yeah, I'm going with Morgan. That's, I'm definitely deferring to you two on this one because I don't. I've never heard of that. Morgan, let's go with Morgan, but I don't know. Yeah. I raced. Uh, Cooper won a lot of races, but maybe Morgan did too. So okay. you think like all the podcast listeners are out there just screaming, Arthur, Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have a feeling this is one where most of them are going. What are we talking what? about? <laughs> well, I have to thank So when it says outraced, you know, does it mean like he was running, he was on foot or what does that mean? I don't know. He was in another car. That's how I driving? took it. But I've never seen Munster go home. No, yeah, it's it it reads like he's like outran the car. But he used to feet. drive that like Model T hearse, so maybe that's what, that's what Fredman was driving. Although it does the way it's written, yeah. it makes it sound like he was just like running down the street faster oh, so than this, a Morgan. Is this movie a spinoff of the Monsters TV yeah. show? Yes, yes, yes. Monster Go ah, Home. Ah, now you know, like I didn't the Batman know that. movie. Okay. So now do you know the oh, answer, Jason? After learning that piece of information? No, I've never seen that movie. Oh, okay. But you've seen the monsters. Oh yeah, of course. I I don't know. It's it's Morgan what, or Cooper. What is? Oh, I'm I'm going with Morgan for no good reason. But that's 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 good reason as I got. Okay, when we're when we're done with this, I'm going to look up Arthur Morgan if he doesn't say mm. what that guy's name is because that's somebody's name that I can't think of who it is. Mm. Okay. I mean, it's obviously Arthur Morgan's name, but I can't. Well, place. you might be thinking of Arthur Murray. Maybe that's it's entirely <laughs> possible. That's how my brain works. Yeah. Isn't that the death of a salesman guy? Uh, I don't <laughs> That's know. Dr. Miller. Oh, Arthur oh okay. Is the, is See? Now Arthur you're Murray seeing how this works. A string of dance studios where he taught elderly oh, men yeah. how to yeah, dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, number five. Final question. Which UK auto manufacturer was started by a former opera singer, Ooh. was named after a creek or crick, depend on how you pronounce that word, near... Well, what would, what would UK, how would they pronounce it? Um, I bet you they'd say creek. What do you think? But in Springfield, Ohio, they might say creek. Yeah. Mm. We should ask you at least one pronunciation question since you're the pedantic jerk. What? 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 Yes. What's the what? Oh, pronunciation. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. In England, you say creek, and in Springfield, Ohio, you say creek. Okay. Gotcha. So it's (laughs) named after a creek near Springfield, Ohio, and had a 1937 model appear prominently in the British thriller. Thriller, Chase a Crooked Shadow, 1958. A, Seneca. B, Lagonda. C, Lakota. This is a no-brainer for me. Really? Are those like oh, names that's great. Bob's yeah. kids? What, what's this? I've never heard B, of those. B, Lagonda is the answer. Wow, um, that's great. My dad also had one of these cars. Still does. Nice. Um, I believe his was a 1937 as well, but it could have been in wow. 36. I cannot remember. It's a gorgeous vehicle. So the answer is B, Lagonda. That's fantastic. So yeah. now you have to give us the backstory, which is like, what is wrong with your father? What, I mean, why does he have so many English cars? I, I'm afraid is that it, would take up like, too he, much he's, time. He's just got a penchant for... You know, being a mechanic on cars that are perpetually failing, that like don't yes, start in the, when the weather. I and mean, the parts are super Who's lived most of his life in Michigan and Montana? These cars don't start, you know, in Miami. Wow. He, um, he? He's. I don't know where it comes from. He's always loved English cars. He is not a mechanic. He wow. probably would not know how to fix any of he's them. He's owned all of these cars. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. That's impressive. Yeah, he still has a Jaguar, still has a Lagonda, but I think the others have been sold. I I I actually thought Lagonda was made up. <laughs> I thought that was well, they, what I, I'm saying. I did not yeah. They weren't That's around great. anymore, and his Lagonda was a, a Lagonda Rapide. R-I-P-I-D-E, repeat. And we used to drive that yeah. car around town. It was a convertible. We used to drive oh. that car around town, the small town of Michigan, and he would wear, um, what are the hats that... Oh, like a leather-trimmed... Uh... Fedora. Not a fedora, though. No. Um, Bowler. Pork pie. The one that's got a flat brim. Stocking. You have you're wearing one, Brad, in one of your pictures, and you're having a beer. Oh you... yeah, yeah, you know I understand. Yeah, yeah, just a just a, a tweed. I, I call it a golf cap, but it's not a golf cap. It's a it's a it's a tweed. Yeah. Irish, Scottish, Celtic. Yes, <laughs> except his wasn't thought... tweed. His was leather, and uh, and and he had a cigar in his mouth, but he never he actually actually he did light it because I remember saying, "Dad, that's gross. That stinks," but that's what he would do. I didn't wow. dress up as a British person, but he did. So there must have been like some traumatic experience in his life that Maybe. got him to be hooked yeah, on these because he's like a... really he's like off done a deep dive into British masculine culture. I don't know. We his... need to save this for our therapy segment <laughs> next week. His father was he also a soccer hooligan at some point. Oh no, <laughs> he doesn't like any sports. Um, I see. My his father well, motorsports. He my... apparently likes well, motorsports yeah. quite a bit. Yeah, his father, my grandfather, was a mechanic, and he was the oh, lead mechanic okay. for many years in Helena, Montana, of the Subaru oh. dealership. And if you say anything about <laughs> Subarus, I'm done. <laughs> That's just is Subaru. Incon- is that an, an English car? <laughs> it's a Japanese car, but nowadays they're built in America. So, mm. yeah. Well, I think the, the the link is that actually drivers of the Laganda couldn't care less about their children. Absolutely. I think you're right about that. <laughs> wow. Okay, so here are the answers. Listed with the answers below are the models well, I mean, of the we already autom- gave the answers. Well, here are the correct answers. Listed with the answers below are the models of the automobiles identified in each respective movie clue. Okay. Number one is Aston Martin. It was a DB5. Aston Martin has been Bond's car in mm-hmm. seven of 007's films. And there have also been Mini Coopers as one of Bond's car. I yeah. can't remember which one that was. Or maybe I'm thinking of Jason Bourne. I might be thinking of Jason oh, Bourne. Oh, that's the, uh, I think it's the, um, uh, the movie with the bank Mark heist, Wahlberg but that's in it. Mark and Wahlberg and Charlize, Charlize Theron. Theron. Yeah. Oh, the Italian job. The Italian job where they drive through Remake. the subways and up and down the, yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay, number two was indeed Bentley. It was a Arnage Crown's limousine, so Thomas Crown. Crown's limousine in 1968. Right. Steve McQueen version of the movie was a 1967 Rolls Royce Silver Shadow. Mm. Oh. Mm -hmm. Number three was Jaguar. XJ6 Series 3. Swallow Mm -hmm. Sidecar Company's popular automobile division was spun off as SS Motorcars. Of course. Mm. That's what I knew. I didn't think of a swallow. Okay. Limited in 1934. Due to the association of the initials, Initials SS with oh, Nazi great. Germany. However, the company was renamed Jaguar after the end of World that's, War II. That's probably that's a good probably way to go. That's probably a good way to go on yeah, that one. That, yeah. would be, that would be good. But that's <laughs> right. SS motorcars. Driving around in your SS sports car. Uh-huh. <laughs> not, that's not. really good. We've had <laughs> As many... part of the line of the Luftwaffe. That would be <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Uh, number four Excellent. was indeed Morgan. Plus, it was a Morgan plus four DHC. Have to, and here's what Bob says. I have to confess I have never seen Munster go home, the plot of which seems to revolve around Herman inheriting an English estate. 
wow, Bob Walsh hasn't seen a movie. But we got any movie? <laughs> this one. movie. Morgan. We got Morgan. And number five mm. was Laganda. Oh, L six forty five R repeat. That was the that was the model my yeah. dad owned. Yep. Of which only twenty five were manufactured. That's correct. Oh my god. Yep. US born William or Wilbur, both names appear in the references, Gunn, moved to London to sing as a tenor in the opera, but was more successful at successful building motor cars. He named his com- company after a creek near his hometown. Laganda is a Shawnee word meaning buck's horn. I did not know that. Wow. So your dad has one of only 25 cars manufactured by this? Yes. And actually, you know what? I think he recently sold the Laganda. I remember going to pick this car up when we were little. We drove to, I think it was Georgia. And we picked this car up from whoever we bought it from. I think it was Georgia. Wait, so how did you get it back? We put it on the back of a flatbed. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. So you drove, you, you, you lifted it back. Huh? Mm-hmm. Wow. I, I'm confused, though, because the guy named it after a Shawnee Creek. Well, a creek near his house. A creek near his yeah. house in, in Springfield, Ohio. Ohio. Mm-hmm. So how is this a UK car? I don't know. U.S. born William. I don't know. Maybe he moved to, yeah. he moved to London to sing he as a He moved to tenor. London to sing as an opera tenor. So that's that where is not a UK opera. car. Sure it is. That's where the car of was made. Protest. That question is, throw the whole quiz out. No. Laganda is <laughs> most again. definitely a UK car. You'll get us someday, Bob, but not today. Uh, I think we got- How is it a UK car? That doesn't make any sense to me. I'm genuinely asking now. I was joking before. Why doesn't it make sense to you? The car was, is built in, in England. Okay. Would you say that a Subaru is an American car? Well, nowadays it kind of is. There are still some Subarus that are made in Japan, but most of them are made in Terre Haute, Indiana, or whatever, however you say that. That makes sense. I looked up Arthur Morgan, too, by the way. And? <laughs> He's the protagonist from Red Dead Redemption, Redemption 2. <laughs> okay. That's a, I haven't played that game, but I've heard it. I've heard <laughs> Because so many people have been talking about it. His name is Arthur Morgan. I was like, that name sounds familiar to me. Because that game came out like uh, into last year. And it's huge. Hugely popular. Oh, well, that's why I haven't heard of it. Because I don't do Exactly. Games. That's why I'm completely clueless. <laughs> okay. And that's why I knew it was a Morgan. <laughs> well, I would like to say that we did nail this quiz five for five. And I'd like to yeah, thank you, Bob. You did Bob, it. You nailed the for, quiz. Um, I will give you full credit. Because Lagonda would be not what I have. I knew well, it was not yeah, Lakota. No way because Lakota... Would not be anywhere near Springfield, Ohio. And I thought, well, Seneca is in the vicinity, at least, of Ohio. But Lagonda, I would have thought, oh, that's a made-up word. You don't think Lakota might be a name of a creek in Ohio? If Lagonda was, Lakota might be. Well, they're both Algonquian names, and Lakota is not. So Seneca is, right? Seneca is part of the St. Lawrence River, the upper, upper, like the Iroquois confederation. I'm not too up on my... Um, yeah, that's rivers. that's one of my things. Um, yeah, we've switched. And Laganda, I thought were like topics. You know, that's like where Black Panther's cousin comes from. So I just thought that was a made-up name. But yes, that's, but that's I'm true. wrong. Yeah, I'm completely true. wrong. Very true. <laughs> uh, so thank you, Bob, for writing a quiz tailored to me and my, you know, my unintentional expertise growing up with my father. I have lots of them growing up with my father. One would be English cars, actually, cars in general. Which is wow. what irks me when people say Subarus aren't good cars, because they're so wrong. 
Here's a good time to end this segment. <laughs> that was the same response you got for having joy about walking into the closet, apparently. Exactly. I'm going to continue. I love you, Brad. I'm going to continue to just be. I, w- I won't be. I won't laugh at your your jokes any longer. I'll just give you crickets right enough. back. Oh, so you're saying that Subaru is, is a good wasn't car was a joke. A joke. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, yeah. it was. Uh-huh. <laughs> but we, were in, we didn't express much enthusiasm for the point. <laughs> Actually, my dad claims to. I have never been able to find this information anywhere, but he claims to have started Subaru in all of the western six states and all of Canada. He was the Subaru dealer for many years. Wow. So I can hardly get away from Subarus. That they're all pretty much all I've ever owned. I have owned a Toyota. I've owned a few other cars, but Subarus are all I've ever owned. And he claims to have been the main dude that started dealerships out west. It's, it's all his fault. It is, is all his fault. Saying. Yeah. You, you very much say that like you don't even believe him. <laughs> he claims well, so. my dad. <laughs> that comes across like and my, he claims. My so-called he father claims. Yes. <laughs> my dad. Uh, <laughs> My dad is a my dad tells many dad jokes. And mm. so it you never quite know when he's serious and when he's joking. So that's mm. why I say he claims. I've never seen it I anywhere see. in writing. Like if I look up on Subaru's website, am I going to find the history of the I don't think so. So that's why I'm saying that. So what you're saying is it's hard to tell when he's telling a joke. We're going to <laughs> I, I we're gonna move on to the next Did you segment. inherit that from him too? <laughs> Uh, it doesn't fall far from the tree. That's good. There we go. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Hell to the O. Yes, I'm back, The one and only Rochellicious. I know you've missed me. So let me begin by saying I did all sorts of bloody amazing stuff while I was away that you can only dream about. But that's all old news now, and I'm here to talk about the future. Your future. My future. Our future. What kind of rate are you getting on your vehicle? Since this podcast has now decided to outsource all of the work, like feedback, production, thinking, etc. They have once again enlisted me to do the work of talking on the podcast. Which I thought that's all a podcast consisted of. You know, the talking. But I digress. If you'd like to send feedback at Speak Tangents via the Twitter or Speaking Podcast at gmail.com for email. Hashtag it with anything you want. Or don't. It doesn't matter. Nothing matters. Resistance is futile. Sorry, never mind that last part. Good day. Do we have any feedback this week? And I said feedback singular. For a reason. Yes, we have one piece of feedback this week from our feedback friend who we'll call the new SOT intern. I will call him the former SOT intern. <laughs> How do you get one piece of feedback? One. Well. You got the whole internet out there. In my Make op- something up. In my opinion, this is all we need. This is, this looks good to me. This piece of feedback. Well, mm-hmm. kind of. Not the feedback itself. But anyway, this is from Marcy Dillon <laughs> at DC McDillon. And she shared an article from Southern Living about Krispy Kreme donuts. And Krispy Kreme is debuting Conversation Heart Donuts just in time for Valentine's Day. Mm. So they're, don't you see the picture in front of you? They're donuts shaped like 
hearts with, you know, the phrases be mine and all of those conversation hearts. But I'm presuming they do not taste like conversation hearts. I hope not. Yeah, that would be terrible. Yeah. And so I, this is all I need. I would like to have one of these. But I did read a little bit and it said they had filling in them. Nope. So I'm I'm not a big filling fan in my donut. I will occasionally. I do like custard. So Mm. you could give me one that's custard. And I don't mind. They look like they might be glazed. And the frosting looks really good. So I would would totally eat these. Yeah. I mean, if it's a donut, I'm at least going to try it. Unless it has jelly in it, I'm going to try it. Right. No jelly. Uh-uh. I like jelly donuts. Used to be my go-to donut when I when I get a donut, but really, yeah, hmm. sure. You know, they could make these taste like those conversation hearts if they just filled them with chalk. Yes, I was yes, going to coated, coated them chalk with, ne- with communion wafers. That and would if be they, good. If they wanted to be more <laughs> accurate, they would do that. Yeah. So, out of respect for the conversation heart, um, I'm going to not try these. Avoid it at all costs. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to not try them because, out of respect for conversation hearts, I'm going to tr- not try them because I have no Krispy Kreme anywhere near me. That's a shame. It is a shame. That is a shame. Is this, is this because, you know, um, what, what's, what's the popular donut chain that would replace Krispy Kreme uh, in your part of the country? The only other donut shop I can think of is Dunkin' Donuts, and we, own, we don't have any of those except... I think yeah. the Twin Cities is getting one here or has already gotten one. What are other mm. donut shops? What are national chain donut shops? What am I missing? I don't know. Dunkin' and Crispy. Dunkin' and Crispy Cream. You're not far from, from uh, Tim Hortons in Canada. but Oh, uh, yeah. That's, those yeah, that's are, Okay. Well, we don't fine. have them here. When I was a kid, there was something called Winchell's Donuts. I don't know if that was a, a, a nationwide thing. It was definitely a California thing. I've heard huh. that. In my years of going back to California, um, I have only recently appreciated the fact that Los Angeles is the land of the donut. Randy's. Really? Yeah, Randy's is there, but uh, Randy and Randy's is just good because it's, you know, famous and looks ridiculous, but but mm-hmm. literally every strip mall in Los Angeles has the best donuts you've ever had in your life. It's really really it's it's a place of really? exquisite donuts, yeah. Krispy Kremes are really 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 good and and what's really good is if you go to a Krispy Kreme that like that's just not a Krispy Kreme shop, but when you go to the place where you can see them making them in the back and they're Yeah. You know, they're yeah. coming right, right out of the right fryer out when and they're, they're hot. coated yes. with, with the hot donuts blazing side. hot glaze. Yeah, hot donuts. Are, those are a little bit kind of hard to beat. Yes, they lit, are. It's yeah. lit. Yeah. Oh, there's a Krispy Kreme challenge in Raleigh, which is that you run. I, it's not how far is it? It's like 5K. It might. But whatever it is, is 5K. I think it must only be 5K. But the, what makes it a challenge is that. You run half of the the length of the race, and then you end up at a Krispy Kreme, whereupon you have to eat a dozen glazed Krispy Kreme donuts, oh, and then f- turn no. around and finish mm-hmm. the race. No, I, <laughs> I like donuts, but I can't do that. It's going to be a challenge for me to do either one of those separately. At yes, this point. I don't even like running, together. so I'm not going to squeeze in a dozen. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it's a it's a it's a popular fundraiser in Raleigh, North Carolina. Oh, my knees would not like me running five k now. And my stomach would <laughs> you're, definitely you're the rest like, of you wouldn't. Yeah, would not like me to have about a dozen Krispy Kremes yeah. in a city. I don't. I don't think I could eat like three donuts at once anymore. No, I don't think so either. Uh, mm. I talked about the donut shop in Nashville that now I'm blanking about. Those donuts were excellent. Oh. They're remember. Oh yeah, we have the, I, we have those here one. too, but I can't. Do you remember think the, the name of it? it uh, no, there's like multiple ones here now. There's three oh, really? or four of them. 
Um, well, there's a lot. I mean, the rise of the artisanal donut is a huge thing, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, you know, every city is famous for its Which like, I'm in favor fancy of. Fancy pants. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And most people think of Randy's being in L.A., but when I was growing up in Louisiana, there was a Randy's. And we would go, it was really? Randy's Donut Shop. It's not the same thing. No, it's not the same. No, no, no relation. No relation. And no. when we would, we would get to a dollar treat. So think about this as being early 80s. So a dollar treat, you could buy a lot for a dollar back then, especially yeah. donuts. So we got a dollar treat every That's Sunday. Like 97 cents now. And so, you, yes, exactly. 97 <laughs> cents. But we got a dollar treat every Sunday after church. And before you say it, yes, it was a bribe to be good in church. And we got to go to, Ran- we always went to Randy's and I always got some sort of glazed donut or a Long John, maple Long John, which is the best. Mm. And then Randy's closed. And we were stuck going to like a grocery store and I always got the cheese balls with the cool yellow lid. They were oh. 99 cents. So, so even after you- Randy's closed, I was happy with my cheese balls. Which that's is why I was so excited. Yeah. No, no, I never did. <laughs> never. Okay. You were just, you just waited until church was over. <laughs> yes. But anyway, there was a Randy's Donuts, and that, to me, that's a, a chain because that's where we went. But I don't know that it was a chain. It was just a, probably just a little donut shop in Homa, Louisiana. Homer, Louisiana? Homa. H-O-U-M-A. It would be better if there's a donut shop in Homer, Louisiana, yeah. I have to say. Yeah. We, I agree. We'll leave that to Alaska. <laughs> Great. Um, so that oh, and thank so thank you, Marcy Dillon, for sharing that with us. Oh. And you know what? Did she share that with us or did Feedback Friend collect it? She shared it with us and Feedback Friend collected it. Oh. And speaking okay. of Marcy Dillon, she wasn't tweeting us, but she and I were tweeting back and forth this past week and she said the Dairy Girls was the funniest three hours she spent in a while. So of course I was happy to hear that. I certainly I am agree. gonna agree with that evaluation. I guess if we're gonna do a recommendation, yes. Dairy Girls is sure. very high on my list of recommendations. I, that was one of the funnier things I have seen in quite some time. Yes, I love it. And so watch yeah. Dairy Girls people. Jason, watch Dairy Girls. Sure. Only if you like to laugh. I mean I you know Yeah. If you don't like to oh, laugh, I, don't watch it. Forget it. Then I won't watch it. Yeah. Okay. So that's it. I've, I've just got to say that Feedback Friend went from Feedback Friend to Assessment or whatever I said, Acquaintance, mm-hmm. uh, and is now um, excommunicated from this podcast. Uh, maybe you need to provide your intern with some um, benefits. <laughs> so you'd have a feedback friend with benefits. Well, uh, well. Uh, why don't we just? I know do who it is. And no, well, my, that's a no for me. <laughs> Let's just do this. No more hashtags. Just tweet us the way you used to tweet us. <laughs> Let's just make it easy. If you want to use Which hashtags, basically is go just for tweet it. something. <laughs> just go for it. If you want to use a hashtag, use it. But don't, don't. No, now don't. you're going to make your listeners do math. I think that is really not a yes. strategy. If you want, if you want feedback right on the show, you have to insert an original math problem that you yes. can solve. Yes, with proof. Two, you got to show your work. Two trains work. left the station. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, that. Yeah, continue. Yes, that's that's exactly right. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be a word yeah. problem. Mm. 
you can get into some, you know, differential equations. I yeah. prefer not to go back to my math days. Thank you. You can talk very about much. The, the structural integrity of Oreos, like uh, how thick can the stuff get <laughs> before yes. the collapse of the wafer? Yeah. I'm going to say, I'm going to say before the collapse of my interest in it is oh, about double stuff. And yeah. beyond that, I'm yeah. not interested anymore. Yeah. I will try the most stuff someday. If someone listen gives to it you, to me. listen to you, you should mm-hmm. learn from your own self on this podcast. It's not the most stuff that brings you joy. It's when you get rid of that <laughs> stuff that brings you joy. So you have, you have your internal conscious is saying, oh, I really love these regular Oreos and you just need to see it for yourself. Yep. That's about the way to sit in. <laughs> Do you have anything else this Actually, week? Actually, I do because I did see a tweet. The, the feedback friend didn't compile this, but I did see a tweet from Sully from Boston who basically agreed with you, Jason, about your assessment on the state of Rhode Island. Oh. But granted, I don't know any much about, I guess I don't know, I know one thing about Rhode Island. It's a state. It's That's a about state, Alana. but I do <laughs> yeah. know it's the home of Rhode Island School of Design or RISD. Yes, RISD. And which I heard is a great school. Um, yeah. But my stepbrother's girlfriend went there, so I'm gonna. There you go. I'm gonna go the other way on Rhode Island and say Rhode Island rocks. Rhode Island's good. I mean, Rhode yeah. Island's got you know. For one thing, it's not Massachusetts, so that's like <laughs> one of one of its leading <laughs> wow. leading characteristics. Yes, this is this is what I'm talking about. This is what I've been trying to do for three weeks: is start a state war between. <laughs> Rhode Island and whoever. So Massachusetts, step up. Well, I, I would Rhode say Island's not want to get in a war with anybody because they're toast if they do. They're, there's not, not <laughs> much true. of Rhode Island. I will say though, Boom, Massachusetts, Rhode Island. Massachusetts took a big hit this week with that road rage thing. Did what? did you see the uh, in Massachusetts the guy that drove you know upwards of seventy miles an hour with another guy hanging onto his hood? Oh, I saw. I outside did, the I, car. I, outside the car. Yeah. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Yeah, I saw. I saw footage survive? of that. I didn't know what it was, but I know or where it was, but I did see some footage. Yeah, it was Massachusetts on one of the expressways, and I don't know what happened. Whether they had a little fender bender, and the guy got out to exchange information, and and the other guy tried to drive away, and the guy jumped on his hood, and then the other guy in the car tried to drive him off of his hood by exceeding speeds of seventy. Yelling at him, get off my car. I'm assuming he was arrested. I think they were probably both arrested, both of them. yes. And yeah, they should have say, been probably both arrested. Both. But yes. the one dude's charged with, a, I don't know if it's attempted, I think manslaughter or something, attempted yeah. manslaughter with attempted a deadly weapon. Yeah. Yeah. Vehicular manslaughter. Yeah. Uh, I see, I, I, um, mm-hmm. So I'd have to say Massachusetts took a hit on that one. No, I, I think I'd just, just like a normal Tuesday in Worcester. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was going to say. <laughs> Yeah, they're called massholes for a reason. <laughs> exactly. I've been tuning out everything Massachusetts in the past two weeks almost. Because of the Patriots? Because, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I'm tired of it. I want them. I, I, don't, I don't even want to talk about it. Yeah. I got, there was a time when I got out of a car um, in traffic because someone was not doing what they should do and driving in front of me and got out at the light and walked up to their car and beat on their window and they cowered in fear and I felt instantly went, oh, what am I doing? And went, sorry, and just walked back and got in my car again. <laughs> this was like 25 years ago when my temper would get the best of me. It was um, not, not a good look, but, yeah. You know, so, you know, I'm glad I didn't end up on the hood of somebody's car being driven down the interstate. 
it was, uh, and of course they other motorists were videoing it, so it was. That's yeah. what I was gonna say. You wouldn't, Jason, would not have ended up on somebody's cell phone and yes, twenty five years ago. Fortunately, there you go. Yeah, there, there are there were better times when no, not everybody everywhere had a cell phone. Right. So to sum it up, suck it, Massachusetts, eat it, Rhode Island. Any any other states we want to go after? I'm, mm. I mean, we're trying to get some you know juice going here. Well, I can't we say eat it. Ro- I'm not going to get on board with eat it Rhode Island because RISD. My fam, a family member went to RISD. I'm not going to go there with Rhode Island. Oh, your step girlfriend in law. You're standing up for her, huh? Yeah, if you knew her, you would okay. too. She's awesome. Yeah, I mean, if she went to school of design, I'm in her camp too. I'm, I'm I like design. I like creativity. Well, you yes. know who the most celebrated alumna of the Rhode Island School of Design are? Yeah, my you stepbrother's probably, girlfriend. No. Oh. I'm, I mean, I'm happy for her. <laughs> okay. Outside of your but, household, okay. but she is not. She is not the members of the band, the Talking Heads. So no, that would those Ooh. would be those would be the most celebrated. All of them. Of. Yeah, all of them. David Byrne. Okay. Really, they all went to Yep. I didn't know that. Yep. I, I did didn't not. either. Uh, I'm not sure about Jerry, but I think they all were at RISD. Yeah, I know David Byrne was definitely. Yep. That's cool. Yeah. That's it's a hip little place. I thought you were going to say like Martha Stewart, you know, since we talked about her being a designer. No, no, no. Different. This is actual design. Okay. Providence is a hip little town. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to go there. Yeah. I don't. Eat it, Rhode <laughs> Island. <laughs> There's good food there. You could eat it. Yeah. Maybe they have these donuts there. Do they have Krispy Kreme in Rhode Island? Does that go up that far? No, no, no. It's Dunkin' Donuts. I mean, New England is the land of Dunkin' Donuts. Mm-hmm. That is true. Also one of its uh, less appealing qualities. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so is Rhode Island in New England? <laughs> New England. That's for you, Bob Walsh. That's for you. <laughs> All right. Next, we want a quiz on New anything? English cars. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, so when he said English cars, did he mean like that one from the guy from Ohio was a New English car? Yeah, because Ohio is mm. in New England, I think. As far as I know. Yeah. Might as well be. Yeah. Um, I have two Hall of Fame corrections this week, and then I think we could say goodbye. Mm-hmm. Cool. One, the plow guy's name is not Paul, it's Jeremy. Jeremy Plow. Jeremy Plow, okay. And my, my eye appointment isn't until next week, so I still don't know if I need reading glasses. Oh. I'm going to say you can't you tell need if you need glasses. reading glasses just by putting on reading glasses? <laughs> I was going to say. We went over this last week. I still don't know the answer. I think... I think it's conclusive that you at least need reading glasses. You may need prescription glasses. Well, we'll find out next week. Cliffhanger. (laughs) Tune in. (laughs) Okay. Or not. And thank you, Brad, for joining us today. Yes. It was almost a pleasure. Okay. Perfect. (laughs) Okay. Bye. Bye. See ya. Speaking of Tangents is brought to you by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Hosted by Jason Fuse and KJ Onstead. Created by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Music written and performed by Jason Fuse. Lyrics and vocals by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Edited by Jason Fuse. Oh, and speaking of cold weather, yes, it's cold here in Minnesota. Really cold. But I'm not looking for anyone to cry me a river. But I just can't stop the feeling that someday... Ugh, I'm going to regret it if I just don't say something. Someday, one of you are going to meet a man in the woods, and you're going to need his flannel, because it is so cold. But you're more of a suit and tie kind of guy, and so you're too cool to ask. 
And well, I'm just going to say it. What goes around comes around. Oh, and I want to wish my boy Justin Timberlake a happy birthday. Graphics by Jason Fuse. I love snow peas. And I love you.